yada. We're past the intro. What do you guys want to hear tonight? Um, I'm doing something different. I've been having some guests on here and there, and they've been talking about past concert series. We were talking about Mac Miller a couple weeks ago. Um, but tonight we're going to have a guest on, and I have someone introducing me to something new, some music I've uh, listened to at radio as radio music, radio singles are like pop culture. Like I've heard it because it's on TV or in movies, or I've heard their music because uh, it's just a popular song. I don't know nothing really much about the band other than they're into politics. They are revolutionist. They're very aggressive, and their guitarist was on the Guitar Hero uh, Three, I think it was, where you had a, where you had a guitar battle him. Which, if you haven't played that, you know what, guys? I don't know if Guitar Hero is a lost generation because now they have, like, newer versions of rock bands. They're not playing Guitar Hero anymore. <laughs> but to lead this journey through a band that he's came prepared with a T-shirt. You guys are going to see a post of this. Got it. Uh, I have my good friend, Brian Clark on. Brian, say hi. Anthony, what is up? Solid intro there. I like that. Um, really, really pumped for this. This is actually my first podcast ever too so breaking new ground here and uh taking this journey which is crazy because i mean it's rage against a machine and like growing up in the 90s like this is when i was i was born 85 so i was lucky enough to be kind of growing up and be able to live through the 90s see i was born 93 and i just missed that as much as i want to claim to be a yeah. 90s i'm not a young i mean you Technically, you did grow up in the 90s, so you have that. But my but. influence isn't the 90s <laughs> until yeah. now. Like, I'm feeling that I'm reliving the 90s now yeah. for the first time, really, where I'm a millennial and I'm, hey. Right, yeah, exactly. You're, you got to live through the, your 90s, kid. Yes, yes, exactly, which is awesome because all this stuff, like everything that you see, nostalgia factor-wise, about the 90s, music, entertainment, um, children's toys, I mean, everything is was exactly how it was i mean this is before the internet phase before like computers like home computers really became a thing so it's awesome especially with like movies tv shows and i mean the music obviously 90s like rock scene was it's it amazing changed. in the 90s it came out of this killer 80s hair nation the birth of punk from the 70s really or taken form uh, late 80s into like the thrash metal right and yeah, music like just exploding going, i mean it's all these bands are exploding out of nowhere and everyone's taking a chance of being unique and different and somewhere in i don't know where so where did where did rage against machine come from then exactly los angeles los angeles los angeles early 90s i mean their first album was 92 their self-titled album which is honestly one of my favorite self first elms ever uh, best part about rage against the machine is i mean they started like beginning of the 90s went all the way through you know fortunately they like parted ways and everything but we got everything amazing from that um but um and only fortunately it was only they only did like three albums together i mean there was four four was like a compilation like a cover album which not even knowing that that was a cover album mm -hmm. sounds like rage against the machine songs really it came okay. out as their fourth album. I mean, if if they all can change a, mm -hmm. I'd say that's originality in itself. Like, no, they did a true cover album. It wasn't like they covered a song on an album. They, no, they took all these songs and reformed them. 
All yes. right, I'll take that. Exactly. Make it their own. I mean, you rage against the machine, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, I mean, takes us back to their first album, so which how was did, their self, self-titled. What? Uh, so how did you come into this band? How were, how were you introduced to Rage Against the Machine? So, unfortunately, I mean, I got into Rage a little bit late in their career because, I mean, I was by the time I started getting into them, it was like I was around like getting a little bit more mature, getting my first guitar, so get, mm-hmm. getting to actually play that. And just like listening to the radio and stuff, I mean, Rage had like their f- their first albums coming out, so they they had been on the radio ever since. I mean, each album they probably have minimum three singles from from each album. Really? That's, so that's I mean, and, and still even today, it's solid radio play. I mean, you hear people on the sun, people mm-hmm. of the of the sun on the radio, bulls on parade. I mean, you're gonna know that, um, which is great because um, a band's entire album is like amazing. Every single album, beginning to end, I mean, just the whole thing is just jamming, rocking, like everything that essentially that they are, um, which is great. I mean, especially for like their their self-titled album. I mean, the first three songs in there, Bomb Track, Killing in the Name, Take the Power Back. I mean, three solid songs. I mean, Bomb Track, you're, it's, uh, it's a banger. Solid, solid bass track starting off, but it comes in uh, as hard kind of the entire song. Nice. Um, if you want, we can take a minute and listen to it. Yeah, All yeah, right. let's pop in that bomb track. First album, Hey, We're Rage Against the Machine. This is what we got. That's some aggressiveness to come in. Now. Like, he did 13 years old. He's just like, what is this? Rage Against the Machine. All right, cool. So mom and dad probably aren't going to like it. Let me just, this is going to be something fun. Right. You are ready. You're expecting something cool. cool and then you get hit with that. Like, just shapes just your music and your music development future there. It is. Well, I mean, well, like I was saying, actually, is like, I got into Rage Against the Machine, like, late. So I got in. Like right around their their third and last album, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which was around like uh, their last album was ninety nine, so I think it got them to like ninety eight, which I was already late in the game. I'm like, this band Rage Against the Machine is phenomenal. Unfortunately, I was unable to see them ever live in concert because, like I said, I got in late in the game. So by the time I really got you know this point in my life where I I was super into this band. And to the time where I could actually, you know, go out and go to these concerts they were. I mean, obviously, Rage is not really yeah. playing around Western New York that often. No. Even back in their in their heyday. They but, probably um, came to Buffalo once in a while. Yeah. Um, they did. Um, but, but, yeah, unfortunately, I was never able to see them. And, like, I'm not, I wasn't at the point where I could go see them at, like, Coachella or, like, like Woodstock when they did that. I mean, like, that's that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get to see... Him when uh, Tom Morello when he came through, 
Yes. How was Buffalo. that? That was amazing. Um, and I mean, I've always been, I think the biggest thing with, with me and Rage Against the Machine inside their music is, I mean, it's Tom Morello. He is the music of Rage Against the Machine, which is how kind of his live show was. So, I mean, he's a solo artist now. So he has his own album that he released. Um, see Prophets of Rage. Is that him or is that? That's they're, they're That's like the Rage Against the Machine, like super group with okay. Cypress, with um, Be Real and Chuck D. Okay. So that's a different project. So Tom Merle has his own solo okay. project, which his new album, Atlas Underground, is phenomenal. phenomenal. I mean, it's pretty much him with a lot of collaborations with, I mean, he's got like uh, the singer from Rise Against on one song. Oh, nice. He's also got a different song with like Knife Party. He's got songs with like a few rappers, like electronic, like rock people. It's like phenomenal. And a lot of it's based on around like his guitar and like, obviously, Tom Merle is known for his, his guitars he's, he's, and his effects that only tom morello can do like he turned his guitar into a dj board yeah these like he didn't sounds. have a dj board himself so he's like i'll make i'll make it somehow and i don't know how he does it. it's it got to be loop pedals and scratching effects and i think it's crazy exactly i mean he does his own like custom work to it so he has guitars that have functions that only he knows how to do mm-hmm. i mean he had and he has those guitars that he's been using this entire time so that's crazy so then he when he came to town ballroom was phenomenal because i mean those who aren't interested in uh familiar with how town ballroom i mean there's different levels of the standing so i was on i was on the second tier okay but like right up against the the gate that's there oh so i mean i was there plus i mean second level is nice because you're eye level with the artist yeah pit is looking up at him yeah pit is cool and stuff like that but i mean like i'm there for the show Mm -hmm. um so i was doing that tom morello ended up starting on the floor right in front of where I was standing. So they oh, had like perfect. They had like some smoke coming up, and I just couldn't notice. I was like, while the opening band was playing, I was like, what's this smoke going on? We've got some smoke machines. Obviously, when I come to Tom Morello time, I seen him just like creeping up there, squatting down on that box, starting the show, popping up literally right in front of me. Dude, that's awesome. And it was one of the best moments like- of my life. One of the best concert moments of my life. It was, I mean, one of my heroes. That's my the universe saying, you know what, Ryan? Right You've been there. fucking on point right now. You deserve a moment. Yes. Here you go. Hell yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Oh, that is great. <laughs> Dude, that is an, that's awesome. It's just perfect. Just Because could you picture being in the room and be like, fuck, I wish that was me sitting, standing there. <laughs> it was. Guess what? Which you was, were you. <laughs> which was even crazier because, like, uh, so probably a few weeks after that concert, I was just on Facebook and I was like looking at like photos, just like random, whatever photos I had on there. And I, I stumbled into photos that you're in and I'm like, all right, I'm oh, looking that's through cool. there. And they had some notifications that popped up and said, Hey, they pulled up a picture from the Tom Morello show. Someone took from across the room that has what me like in the background of Tom Morello starting that show it says, Hey. We think you're in this photo. Is this you? You're like, yeah, I'm that's like, me. What the fuck? But you want to take that ownership? Is me. You, you, that take is owner- me. <laughs> you better take ownership over that. Dude, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Great photo, and it's like the perfect. I mean, I'm like full fanboy cheesing. Tom Rello is fucking right here, and he's just killing it, which was awesome about that that concert because he played. It was like fifty fifty with him, so he did half of the show was like his Atlas Underground, his new stuff. And then the other half was actually like Rage Against the Machine riffs. Because, I mean, that's his yeah. music. He he wrote that music. He has the rights to that playing that music. Mm-hmm. So he would play like a few Atlas Underground songs, then go in and bust out like 
like five Rage Against the Machine riffs. Oh, nice. Obviously, me being the amazing fan, I mean, I knew everything. So, I mean, my neck was definitely sore. I mean, from all that headbanging, all that rocking out, because he killed it. Obviously, he just played like the popular riffs of every song. He didn't play the whole song. Yeah. So it's just the perfect snippet of each little song. Go back into Atlas Underground stuff and just keep doing He's that entire show. He's kind of weave throughout. All right. That's it was cool. fantastic. One of the best concerts in my life. Dude, that's definitely. awesome. I'm really bad that I missed that one. I was busy and I'm just like, I'm like I want to. And I'm like, God damn it, I got to work tonight. Where the hell did I forget about this? I'm like, I wanted to go, but I missed it. Like, as a guitarist, I'm, like, Fuck, I'm yeah. just a little bit like, I mean, Jay, it's, a, it's okay. I, dude, dude, I did awesome go. I did go. go alone. None of my other friends wanted to go either. I'm sorry. Yeah, they say they say that they say they're Rage Against the Machine Time Royal fans, but they're not. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's fine. It's not my first solo concert, but Tom Morello, absolutely, dude. That's great. Uh, now, what? Uh, so what else would you recommend? So someone's going. So where does? I don't know, man. I don't know where where so else do you go through. Ra- t- so on from Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I'm- yeah, starting with their first album. I mean, like every song is absolutely solid, just like mm-hmm. that one. And then uh, two years or four years later, that next album was '96, and that was Evil Empire, and right. that's starting with People of the Sun, which was their first real big powerful single. You're probably I'd be actually disappointed for this song before. Uh, do you People think I would Sun. know it from the radio without knowing I know it? Probably you probably know you probably recognize it. Like I'd be surprised if you like didn't like if you hadn't not heard this song before. So I mean that's so that's the first song in the Evil Empire, which is People of the Sun. Same thing with this album. I mean, like first three songs, People of the Sun, Bulls on Parade, Vietnam. I mean, Vietnam is one of my favorite songs. It's all these other songs that are not the singles that I love too, because I'm more of an album guy. All right. So especially the best thing about Rage Against the Machine, every album, first to last is phenomenal there isn't a bad song yes exactly do you, do you, have you ever had an album where you didn't prefer one like out of the albums they've put out have you ever not preferred a song or are you one of those fans where it's not even bad to be one just are they, are you one of those fans where something about the music where you don't have a bad song you like every yeah, single song that's how that's, that's, that's how it is i mean they do have like a handful of uh kind of like lighter songs but i mean even with that there's like the the light and then it kind of gets a little heavier at the end so i mean so they, you even like those ones yeah absolutely that's awesome when you find a band like that yeah. it's very rare some people there's a lot of people that find bands where they love them but you know there's certain songs they don't mind yeah so so when you only get three albums it's like man i feel cheated like i like you guys so much i only got three albums yet only half the songs are good yeah no, yeah exactly you didn't get that no um if I was coming in fresh and I never heard any of those songs, because I know Bulls on Parade. Right. So let's assume I don't know Bulls on Parade, because everyone really hears that one. Off that album, what would you say? You got to listen to this. This is a non, uh, non-conventional non radio hit, but yet it's it should be recognized. Hmm. Yeah, people have sung us. Um, I mean, yeah, this album was really good. Vietnam, Tire Me, Down Rodeo, that's another, like, popular single that they had what's is there one on there that wasn't popular to the radio to the common radio like i know bulls on yeah I, I was actually yeah so I was, I, i've been like listening to rage against machine like all week obviously getting in the rage kind of mindset and the song that really like struck struck like stuck out to me was year of the boomerang which is all the right. last song on that album it's a testament to like how good rage against machine was because like i said this is four years after their first album so i mean they've matured toured really um kind of solidified themselves as kind of a a headlining kind of rock band 
mm-hmm. had some time to get um, into more like political stuff and like obviously they're gaining popularity and gaining like more of a celebrity status that they have uh, a bigger voice in like these political issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the singer Zach and Tom Morello. I mean, both very very much into kind of uh kind of the people and the people's now, rights. If you don't mind, I'm very just standby. If you mind sharing it on. Just a band like this is perfect to do it with. And if you don't want to answer, I completely understand. How do you feel about when bands use their voice and their their public appearance to to push an to push an opinion that they feel true about? Um, I mean, I obviously like grant the issue. Obviously, I mean, if it's like a like a good issue that I would agree with, um, I mean, I would support it. But I mean, it's at that point they're not really like that musical artist. They're that that actual live person that's just another human being kind of saying what they want to do. Unfortunately, they have like some celebrity stats behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's at that point, they're just like a, you know, a free American and they can, I mean, they could do it if they want to. I just, I don't pay mind to kind of most of that stuff. So I totally it's kind of respect it. That, me, that's yeah, awesome. It's fine. All right. No, I mean, cause some people feel weird where it's like, Oh, you're so big and you're putting down, you know, you know, our kids like your music. So now we're going to throw a political agenda and then, Right, you know, and pe- and I respect people that feel that because I can get that point, but mm-hmm. I can get the other point where, well, so what? They became popular enough, they became big enough to be able to have the voice to be able to say the things that need to be said too. Right, I find both arguments. Mm-hmm. I get them both, but I'm just curious to find other people, especially when it's a band that's strongly tied to, you know, the minute people thought uh, Trump was going to go for president, they're like, oh well, rage is going to come out with something. <laughs> yes. Rage is coming, out. and everyone was surprised make, when make they a, didn't. Make America rage again. Make America that, Rage that's, that's what the hats they had. So I had seen, I saw Prophets of Rage as well. All right. And now this was they years are a before. Super group? Yeah, so it's the three members of Rage Against the Machine, which is Tom, um, Brad Wilk on the drums, and Tim C on the bass. Okay. Which were three of the four members of Rage Against the Machine. Now, I'm, I'm with bad with Zach be, With Zach being the singer. Zach De La Rocha. So where did he go then? So he... Um, so they had like some like band disagreements and okay. like there's f- certain topics that they like didn't agree on. So I mean he liked to pursue his his own way, which okay. I've listened to him ever since. He's been I love his stuff. All right, because I mean he's that kind of person where I mean he has that distinct voice, and especially at this time like in the '90s where they're having the kind of like the the rap rock bands come out. Um, I mean, the, obviously the most popular one is probably like Limp Bizkit, mm-hmm. which would be like, but they were they're kind of more like a like a hip hop kind of vibe. Yeah. As opposed to Rage Against the Machine, which you'll notice with Zach. That's why I like he's one of my like idols with like a lead singer. Cause he is rapping, but he's just it's just his flow. It's just solid. And I mean he's got the Rage Against the Machine music like backing it up. Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to this song because this year the boomerang um kind of encapsulates obviously their two albums. Plus it really shows like Tom Morello's skill. Because, I mean, the main riff in this song is not like a normal guitar riff. It's a completely different. Really? It's a completely different so I've, sound. I've never heard this song. Yeah, it's a sound that he created that is only unique to the sound. And it is played, used as like a, a normal riff. So this is like a definitely not a well-known song like of this album. And it's pretty solid.
like, just another oh my solid God. one. Like I just mentioned, I mean, they have like some later songs. Not that that was a lighter song, but I mean, having like a slower kind of bigger to, and then to build up, punch you in the face, and come back into it. That's chill. I like that because it's a very deceiving. Like you fell into like, all right, I'm just, I'm vibing with it, and then it hits him yeah, hard. Yeah, nice group. He's aggressive too. And like that sound, like right in the beginning, that he was like that that squealing kind of high pitch sound. I mean, that's the magic of Tom Morello right there. It's crazy. That's a completely unique sound that he creates by doing probably some effect on his guitar and like something with both of his fingers. And like, he's got a, probably a pedal. He's clicking and looping yeah. something through <laughs> a phaser. Is hitting something. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's just as good live with that, too. Because they have, Rage Against Machine has a live album that's very popular. was live at the Great Grand Olympic Auditorium. That was in L.A. Live so at the Grand Olympic Auditorium at the L.A.? It, it was in L.A. Oh, it was in L.A. Yeah, which is where they're from. So, I mean, huge, great live album in that they play, like, all these songs. that Obviously, all their singles, all their best well-known songs. And they sound... Like album quality, nice. like they sound amazing. Which is even better because I mean they're like, you know they're like true good artists and they can you know actually play that stuff. All those solos and stuff, all the crazy solos. He's it's doing not all that live. Something set. He's doing that. Yeah, shit. it's not a setting on a pedal. I mean he's making that happen. He knows exactly what he's oh, doing. Shit. But I mean he's a, an animal too. Even with like his solo project, when I saw him with Prophets of Rage, mm-hmm. I mean he is in your face. I mean, especially like the smaller club venues, like Town Ballroom. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's up close and personal, and he is in every single I'm, moment of every single room. I can picture it'd be a very intimate show. It'd be very, very close knit. Like, we're all about to get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, he's got like a great personality. Not that I, not that I know him that well, but um, I would, I would love to. You and to. Tom go way back. We, we, know, we know. Yeah. I mean, and Tommy boy. Tommy boy. Tommy boy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they are like fantastic. And that's like, even with that album, I mean, going into like their next album, which was three years after that, their next one was 99, which was the battle of Los Angeles, oh, which so- is their final album. And obviously their like most mature album, um, that they released. Now, before we get into that album, it's going to take a quick, uh, commercial break here and see you in a minute. Yep. Are you sick and tired of all the politic and drama in your sports talk as of late? I most certainly am. My name is Matt Johnson, host of the Two Point Conversation podcast and your home of politic-free, penalty-free, no BS football talk every Wednesday right here on the BICBP radio network. Anyone, guys, as you guys heard uh, that phenomenal commercial from Matt, you heard my little bumper telling Brian Johnson, how he should listen to it because he is a f- football fan. Who's your favorite team? Buffalo Bills. Baby. Buffalo Bills. Come on, your Bills Mafia. Season ticket holder too. What's up? Oh, really? <laughs> are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Well, what are they doing this year? Uh, dang. I don't know. The first game was pretty rough. That's not not a very good thing. I mean, it's a they win. Won. They won. It's a win. They I came mean, back. I have, I have high high confidence. Um, I would love to get nine wins. Nine wins. Matt was uh, asking for polls on this uh, this season, and I thought he meant weekly scores. And I was like, this poll, this week, this uh, season, seventy eight four Bills make it happen. <laughs> and I don't know if he meant season for like the season because I'm like, you know, I got 74, 74 games. <laughs> That's not a thing. Points though is what I meant. Uh. 
But yeah. Anyway, guys, yeah. this isn't the two point conversation. This is Vinyl Diaries, and just before the commercial, we were talking about Rage Against the Machine's third album, Battle for Los Angeles. Battle of Los. Battle Angeles. of Los Angeles. Sorry, yeah. guys. Battle of Los Angeles. Which Angeles. I mean, this one has like a pretty uh, monumental kind of album cover now, to it. By this point. I mean, oh, nice. That's no, actually I've, I've the, seen ta- that. the tattoo that I have on my side was oh. was that the outline. That's what the, that is. That's what it All is. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, you said you came to Rage really late. By this point, this was in what year? So this this the, album was 99. Oh, so this one this you came to them. This was the last one, yeah. So I had gotten into okay. them like 98. How did you? Like how were you introduced them? How, when, was, when it was the first time you heard them? Like, how did that happen? Just kind of on the radio. Because, I mean, I would listen to the radio. Obviously, when I was like younger and stuff, I'd listen to like, like pop radio kind of before I knew like what rock was. Mm-hmm. Um, the same. and then, yeah. And then kind of s- started shifting over to like 103.3 and obviously I was getting more of that and then finding my, my dad's like old, like rock cassettes and like his rock oh, CDs nice. and stuff like that. So getting in with like, like ACDC and black Sabbath and Metallica, like okay. those are kind of the bands that some of the music my dad had. So I was like, yes, I'll get into that guns and roses. Dude, I mean, that's, that's funny is I was, uh, my mom listened to country. So I listened to like, you know, radio and country rock. And I went to like ninety seven rock, and then my stepdad one day was like, "I was like, I don't know what to listen to." He's like, "Hair metal." I'm like, "What's hair metal?" And he's like, <laughs> "Let me tell you what hair metal is." And Rush, Zeppelin. I mean, Zeppelin's kind of early, but right. Uh, Guns and Roses, Poison, Death Leopard, just like threw it at me. It was like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. dude, I get you there then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but you were so, you were early enough that you bar- were able to appreciate some good ass rock and roll oh, when this absolutely. came out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, so kind of getting, hearing it on the radio, really just picking up on like their songs that they had, had their songs, like their singles and just like really vibing with it. I mean, like, and that was like fresh music too. Not like you're listening to it now and it's back from the nineties. Mm-hmm. This is, these are like, like new you, singles coming out. Like this on the radio and you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Like I hear it now and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I remember this. Right. I've heard this before. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I can only imagine what it's like feeling that. So, yeah, which is awesome, having that music. Obviously, I mean, it's, like, hard to remember being back in, like, 13 mm-hmm. and 14, but, um, and then just kind of growing into it and realizing, hey, they have two other albums before this, um, and unfortunately, after this album, like, they split up Yeah. Um, after this, but, uh, I mean, they have, like, super powerful song. I mean, first song on it was, was Testify, which is probably one of their most popular, like, singles out there. And same thing with this album. I mean, first three songs, Testify, Gorilla Radio, Calm Like a Bomb. Solid triple headers right there. Um, and this album, just like the other ones, I mean, first to last, listen to the whole thing. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to listen to it again. So, I mean, this song, Testify, probably a song that you've you've heard before, if, if anything. All right, here. <laughs> I support the death penalty. We will be prosperous if we embrace free trade. Prosperity from free and fair trade. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. I like that. I mean, powerful. Obviously, their most mature sound is refined. Tom Morello is even better. Um, singer Zach, I mean, he's he knows exactly what he's doing. And fun album. That's, that is 
Yeah, so if I was back in high school and that was uh so the reason I fell into the music I fell into is just because of I was in jazz band so I I picked up what was being played there. Mm-hmm. If I would have heard that on the uh, coming from the speakers and that's what the older kids were listening to, I'd be like, "That would that all right? That's my shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely would have gravitated towards that. Right now, I, now I don't gravitate towards music really because it's like, "Oh, I like it. All right, cool. I'll go right to iTunes and just download it all. Boom, yeah. get it. All right, cool. I got that's it. it. Instant. Back when I was younger, I just immersed myself. Yeah. So that would have been incredible to be immersed to. I wish I could have had that experience that you had there and just just take it all in. Right. Yeah. Just get it fresh. I mean, fresh rock, and that's obviously the rock that was happening at that time mm-hmm. and getting towards the end of the 90s could start getting towards like uh the year 2000 and y2k and all that stuff which was a scare in itself <laughs> i don't say so i don't remember the scare <laughs> hearing about it and you're just like what's that yeah um do you remember when you thought that they were gonna break up um yeah i mean obviously it was pretty upsetting because i mean um that three phenomenal albums band I was super into and um and like this shirt I have like the same matching poster. I probably got like posters. Yeah. Huge a huge wall one. I mean <sighs> getting all this stuff I had other t shirts but I mean they wore yeah. down and like You're so. I've seen I've seen your uh I've seen your man cave too with your posters everywhere. You do have a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. You you like to embellish your space just like I do. So it's just like, yeah, I I definitely <laughs> understand that feeling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's space together. Mm-hmm. They fill it with something. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it seems like still still a solid solid band out there. And like, I I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, I mean, it's you you know, Rage Against Machine. most people that listen to rock have like heard or aware of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, but it's not like one of those bands. Say like uh like a program, Foo Fighters, like mm-hmm. a well known rock band that like most people they're like. very I don't want to I don't want to say niche, but they're I feel like they are very they're cult follower they're very cult right you either like them or you don't yeah or you just know of them you know yeah. their hits but it's not like you're just like you're like all right they're on the radio all right cool yeah you know the songs that you hear on the radio mm-hmm. which um I was thinking that earlier too I mean like you put on Rage I mean you have like just their music and their groove and what they're playing just like draws you in it's you got to at least like kind of bob your head. I mean, even if you're a rock fan, I mean, you're going to hear this on radio. It's like Bulls it's on even Parade. The, even the rapping, the doom, 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 doom. It's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, even like Bulls, they're, they're, on, they're, you hear Bulls on Parade on the radio. And you're you're going to turn it up. And you're going to bob your head I a realized bit. I just did the wrong song. <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? Like that, that bounce beat. Like, all right. Yes. You can still feel that. So, yeah, it's appealing to the, to the mass. It's just. There's something different, and they kind of both the audience that rapper, that hip hop, but that rock. It's not even like the um. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's like some good rock. It's not like that heavy, heavy screamo stuff where like metalheads were like, ah, oh, fuck that. This, yeah, it's like a bit more aggressive, but it was still good. Right. That's you why know? his that's why I love his he voice just, so much because I mean most of the time he'd just be rapping. And he's just like essentially just talking. Mm-hmm. I mean he do, he doesn't like sing per se but i mean even just like talk rapping is awesome because it's better than like getting like well, like hip-hop rapping and he gets the point where he like he like yells and screams oh that's why i think it's peeling to the rock aspect yeah it's almost like that um then like the sing it's more like an aggressive yelling right it's got that aspect yeah like but it's got that like yelling. solid like rock 90s rock mm-hmm. they're good yeah they definitely have their own unique sound and i mean they're identifiable and i don't think There'll ever be a time where they're not liked. Just yeah. be a following for them. Yeah. 
which I mean, even bands that came after that, I mean, it's, it's like a huge influence mm-hmm. or like, well, newer relative now to, they're, to now this they're time. All there. But I mean, have like influences from like mm-hmm. Rage because I mean, at that time, like they were that 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 band that'll come in with like the the rock and being more political, similar like a like a System of a Down mm-hmm. came up with that, and they were both like. Like another one of my favorite bands. I mean, System Down is phenomenal. One of the I was lucky enough to see them live. That was one of the best concerts of my life. But they're the same thing. Obviously, like hard rock, like not hard enough to be like metal, Mm -hmm. but having that singer behind it and having you know that kind of in your face, like what this is what we want to say, and have a little bit of that political, but still keeping that rock. Which is why those two bands were really successful in their Mm -hmm. time. Uh, and then they came. And then they had their their cover album, which they came out. But I mean, unfortunately, after they broke up, started Audio Slave with Chris Cornell. Okay, which was fantastic. A cover album. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, cover album. Like, even listening to that album, I mean, they took these cover songs, um, and kind of made them their own, um, covered them perfectly, and it's kind of encapsulated. It was a rock, obviously a rock time is like Battle of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So they had the mature, um, their refined sound and doing all these covers and it's like now, played just like a normal album. Cause did it, they record the cover album? Yeah, it was just put out later. Okay. So they had recorded it already but it was kind of used like as kind of like a fourth and they had already done it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of keeping that to kind of preserve what Rage Against Machine mm-hmm. could have been. Um, so, unfortunately, they were... Yeah. But I mean, even Zach De La Rocha went off, did his own thing. He did um, uh, A Day is a Lion, One Day is a Lion with a drummer from Mars Volta. So I've heard did, of Mars Volta. Yeah. So their drummer teamed up with um, Zach and another guitarist and did kind of his like own little solo project with like another. So I put out like a, like a five five song EP. Not too much, but like solid back in there. So mm-hmm. um, then he kind of came out a little bit after that. Did like some of his solo stuff, which he has a really good song, uh, "Digging for Windows." Really good. That was a few like uh, about six years after "The Day Is the Lion," and then even more recently, did a song with Run the Jewels. Awesome rap group. One of my favorites. Never heard of them. Yeah, they're phenomenal. But they have a song um, with Zapping like a spot. They actually use like a sound clip for like um, like in the in the song. Oh, nice. It's like one of the riffs that That's they're really- kind of repeating in there. All right, I have to check that out. Yeah. Then. Yeah, definitely really solid. Love my right. jewels with the Zach. So not sure what he's doing now, but he's still out there. And obviously Tom Morello's doing his rage is still touring. They're like watching like these people at these Prophets of Rage shows. I mean, they just did the European tour. Mm-hmm. So they went to all these huge European countries and it's just like seven hundred seven hundred and fifty thousand people. What? Just bobbing like that, just like a wave. Holy shit. Well, crazy dude. Absolutely crazy. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that is like a real thing. There's like these European festivals that they do. Dude, I just got these huge plots of land and all these people. Just crazy. Like, I would love to live out there and just where that's just a normal thing. Like, you got <laughs> yeah. to travel fucking hard to go to festivals like that in, the, in here. And even then, the festival's more full of everyone just on acid, just kind of floating around. Yeah. It's not just everyone packed with music. Where the, yeah, they're like, this, like, they're like, bring me the music. Truly festival season. Yes. yes, come to me, <laughs> dude. Man, I need I need to dive more into Rage Against the Machine for yeah. sure. Very, uh, very good choice for a band. Mm-hmm. Everyone always throws recommendations, and it's just like, man, I 
so hard. Yeah. Do a week so much. So. Right. I mean, it's yeah, it's just something you just. I mean, you just gotta do. Just but gotta, I think just gotta listen to it. I don't. I think there's uh, no one better that could have done a great introduction for them to me. I know I've had my friend Chris talk a lot about them, mm-hmm. but we've never gone deep into rage history. It's one of those. Oh, we gotta listen to them more. You right. gotta learn more about them. It's just. We only have time for so much. Yeah. We just haven't. So when you're like, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Yeah. And, and then I, I'm not going to lie, man. I completely forgot what one specifically. That's what I texted you the other day. Like, what, what specifics are we doing? You're like this. And I'm like, rage. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I got excited. I was pumped up at work all day long. Like, yeah. yo, so I can't wait to go home and record. It was on my calendar, so I knew exactly what it was. See, all in my calendar was uh, recording with Brian. I'm like, yeah. all right. Nice. It, which I mean, it's good because I mean, like, like I said, Dude, I, this is a among, great among like all my friends, I mean, like the m- more of the crew guys that I hang out with, I mean, that I'm raging against it, it. They are my number one favorite band. Um, it's, it's cool because it is like kind of like that call following. Either you kind of know them or you fucking love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm you know, you're think, fucking in, think, well, ride or die. I'm, I'm in it, man. <laughs> uh, now, I, whenever I have a guest, is uh. If you ever had the opportunity, this audio hits the ears of the members of the band, specifically to each of them or as a whole or anything you want to share and be like, guys, this is their moment. What do you want them to know or specific ones to know? Uh, I know exactly what I would say. Please, everybody in this band, open your ears. One more festival. Come together. Get Zach back in here. One festival. All the bangers. I don't care where it is. I am going to that show. You going out of I country? I will make it happen. I have a passport. I can do that. But like, see, I mean, that would be better now. Being more mature, being kind of where I'm at in life, having my full appreciation of this band. Well, no, you know, every moment of this is going to be fantastic. Would love to see them now, as opposed to you know, kind of my younger self. What I mean, like that was their heyday. That's when you really would want to see them. But I mean, getting the reunion show. I mean. Three Rage members have been steadily active, so there'll be no problem. I'm sure Zach is as well, so let's make this happen, boys. There you guys heard it. Mullenites, unite. If any of you have any goddamn connection to anyone in Rage. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, you're a fan of this show, so if you got powered beyond uh, my control and able to put this in one of their fucking ear holes, <laughs> have them listen to it and make Brian and every other. D- is there a name for the followers? Is there a name for him? Not that I'm aware of. No? Make all the fucking Rage Fanatics proud and come back for one more festival for them. I mean, if it's within the States and within reason, I will go. But you heard Brian. He's got a green card. He's got, or not a green card. He's got a passport. (laughs) He's ready to go. You know? Hell yeah. Guys, thank you for coming around. Brian, dude, thank you so much. Uh, Anthony, thank you. Glad we were able to do this. Great episode, man. (laughs) Great introduction. I'm excited. Uh, do you have anything that you work on personally yet? Any like personal stuff that you're like, I do this. Do you have anything you do? I don't know. I don't think you do. Um, I don't know. Anything I mean, in the I works? A, I have a great concert. You've got, okay, cool. Town Ballroom, September 17th, Grandson. If you've never heard Grandson or Late to the Party, get into that. A kind of like, kind of like a modern Race Against the Machine. Okay. Fantastic. He's got like a similar kind of like, Kind of like rap rock style to them. I incorporate a little bit more electronic into their in their right. set. Not as much like electronic like an electronic band would be, but just like mm-hmm. 
features like um you know like keyboards and stuff like that okay so it's um, more of like a not synth but more like no, electronic ju- yeah play just b- sounds really sounds all right but that's yeah so cool. grandson is fantastic so i mean if you if you don't know now you know about grandson all right check it out and come in buffalo on 17th town ballroom that's all right guys Dude, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, now the divers know where you'll be on the 17th. <laughs> if you see anyone, right. pro- I probably will be busy working. But if you see yeah. them, let them know. Be like, yo, listen, Anthony Mullen, he, he knows. He appreciates all of you. 